Hello and welcome everyone to the finale of Ultimate Imagineer Season 2. All month long we have been six creative contestants head-to-head in some of the most out there, interesting, and challenging theme park design challenges there is. They have been creating like crazy and fighting for your votes to win the grand prize of a $50 Disney gift card and to be crowned the Ultimate Imagineer. It's time for the final showdown of the season. We have our top three Imagineers voted on by you, the listeners. They have worked over the past three days to create some amazing concepts to pitch to you. But before we begin, let's learn how the competition works and look back on how we got here. If you are new to Ultimate Imagineer, here's how it works. I have six creative contestants from around North America competing for the title of this year's Ultimate Imagineer. Each Friday in January, two of the contestants were challenged to create a theme park attraction based on a pop culture reference. They have three days to finalize their concepts and present them to you, the listener, to judge. You then have five days to vote on who you sh- or who you should think should move to the top three. Once we have our top three, they then present their concepts in the final challenge, which is tonight, uh, as of recording night, um, for you to vote on who becomes the ultimate Imagineer. Now, let's take a look back on how we got here. Our first round pinned our veteran Imagineer from season one, Rodney, against our Canadian coaster enthusiast, Parker, in a challenge so wild and spooky, it can only be seen in your nightmares. Both Imagineers had to create water raft rides based on slasher films, and in the closest vote ever in Ultimate Imagineer history, Parker's Friday the 13th inspired attraction won our audience over, making Parker the first Imagineer in our top three. Welcome back, Well, thank you, thank you. It's good to be here. I am so excited for you and the rest of the top three, and I cannot wait to hear your pictures. But before we do that, I want to ask you, what was the most difficult part of coming up with your first concept? Well, Scott, I'm about to reveal some serious tea here. And for all you listeners out there, please don't come for me. But I have not seen a whole lot of slasher films and I have actually never seen Friday the 13th so <laughs> prior you to me. making this concept I had to look at a lot of Wikipedia pages and watch a lot of YouTube videos to kind of get all of the details and facts that I could so <laughs> yeah I guess uh, my biggest challenge was not actually seeing the movie I do like horror I just haven't gotten around to it so yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure that made creating your concept even more challenging than what I ever would have thought. Just a little. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have one final question for you. Are you ready to show the world why you think you should be this year's Ultimate Imagineer? No, I'm just kidding. Absolutely, I am. I am so pumped. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. We will come back to you right. very soon. Next up, we have our East Coast Disney fan with the love of animals bigger than any Disney princess. In round two, we met Jordan and Ava, who had a challenge only true 90s kids will remember. They were challenged to create dark rides based on the hit boy band NSYNC. In a shocking turn of events, Ava had to be disqualified from the competition due to tech issues, making Jordan and his phenomenal interactive NSYNC attraction as our winner. Welcome back, Jordan. Hello, Scott. It's good to I... be back, and it's good to be talking like a person again. Yes. No <laughs> yeah. more tonsils. Um, literally, no more tonsils. Um, <laughs> literally. <laughs> I'm glad Same to have you back. <laughs> it's glad. it's uh, good to be a person again. 
<laughs> wow. Some crazy weeks as a frog, I guess. Um... <laughs> That's what it felt like. Oh boy. <laughs> but I'm so glad you have made it to the top three. You worked extra hard in that concept and extra hard in presenting that concept. So, before we move on, I want to ask you a couple questions. Same question as Parker. What was the most difficult part in creating your first attraction? Um, the hardest part for me was like keeping my ideas straight. I'd like have an idea as I was driving and I was like, ooh, I gotta write that down. And then I got to my destination and I was like, oh no, I forgot everything. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, making sure that like everything that I like wanted to say was there. Um, yeah, and I also had a lot of brain fog at that point so so now that I'm my thoughts are better and I can think more clearly I shouldn't have that problem anymore again <laughs> once again like I said about Parker you could have told me because your concept was phenomenal with <laughs> all the interactivity you. and uh, I'm also just a big boy band fan myself um so right, well I, I, I was pandering to... because you like Joey Fatone so much so I was pandering <laughs> I do love Joey Fatone, that is correct. He was my favorite. <laughs> but before we move on, I have one final question for you. Are you ready to show the world why you should be this year's Ultimate Imagineer? Obviously. I'm in my Ooh. pajamas ready. <laughs> I'm in my thinking pajamas. He got the Imagineering outfit on lock. Yeah. I, I, all I need is to like, pierce my ear and just let everything dangle <laughs> with like 35 earrings um, yeah that's the that's goal <laughs> and a child swing great um, <laughs> well it is amazing to have you back and we will come back to you soon thanks finally we have our midwestern cosplay Disney and video game enthusiast who dominated votes in the final round in round three, Lauren and Timmy were challenged to create flat rides that would be fitting for a final number. These two Imagineers created flat rides based on the hit musical Grease, Lauren's modern-day whip attraction full of music, 50s nostalgia, and a fun house cue, won our audience over and sent her to the final spot in the top three. Welcome back, Lauren. It's good to be back. It's only been, I don't know, like 10,000 years. No, I'm kidding. It's only been like a week. <laughs> <laughs> A week and a week and such a crick in the neck. <laughs> Ten thousand years will give you such a crick in the neck. Mm. <laughs> My man. But by now, I think you know the questions I'm about to ask. No, what are they? <laughs> First off. <laughs> First off, what was the most difficult part in creating your first attraction? I'll have to say a lot of it, the hardest part was getting the actual grease concept down uh if anyone who listened last week i i i really kind of had the concept of the ride just down like i knew exactly what i wanted there it was just then how to make it so thematic that it would incorporate all of those iconic pieces of grease and i think that was the hardest part but in the end it all came around and i was really proud with the result Amazing. And then I have one more final question for you. Are you ready to show the world why you should be this year's Ultimate Imagineer? Without a doubt. I am so ready. 
that I've trained for years for this on a mountaintop. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. The dedication is real in these three. (laughs) we'll We'll be back to you very soon. Now, the time has come. Sorry, wrong show. Never mind. The time has come. The final pitches to be heard. And I did say pitches. Um, (laughs) You three were challenged to create the most classic of theme park attractions, a roller coaster, based on one of the most iconic and classic films, Ghostbusters. I wish you all luck, and now it's time to pitch your ideas to the audience, you guys listening for the final time so they can vote one of you as this year's ultimate Imagineer. Let's get started. Parker, pitch to the audience your concept for a roller coaster based on- All right, so my ride, well, let's begin with the queue, of course. Just seems like a very natural place to start. Um, So you begin on this New York City set And as you approach the ride, the facade is made to look like the original Ghostbusters HQ in New York City, right from the first movie, like the old firehouse kind of looking place. So you enter in, but turns out it's actually been years since any paranormal activity has troubled the city. So the Ghostbusters have actually been disbanded and the inside of their old HQ is now set up as a Ghostbusters museum. So all throughout the queue, you can find different movie props and Ghostbusters paraphernalia. You can see um, the car, the um, ectomobile, I believe it's called. You can read different plaques that talk about different events that took place throughout the films and also a couple nods to some of the sequels and spinoff material. Um, I think there was a TV show, but basically you'll just You'll just get an overall look at the history of the Ghostbusters. Anyways, you kind of make your way through this museum and you make your way to a back room. And in this room, you will see a massive containment unit. So one of the museum workers comes out at this point and kind of gives you a bit of a rundown on what this big hunk of containment unit thing is all about. So basically, the trapped spirits of every ghost that the Ghostbusters team has ever captured is within this containment unit. And these ghosts can be released for short periods of time before being placed back into the containment unit. And it's all safe, it's fine, like because there's this thing where these ghosts are kind of tethered to this containment unit so they can fly around the room, but they're not going to go out and cause trouble. Everything is perfectly fine nothing to worry about so mm-hmm, you would think <laughs> classic <laughs> so. the classic theme park everything is fine the the coordinates are locked bit of a dinosaur reference there anyways so this Ghostbusters museum worker proceeds with their demonstration and I mean it seems to go successfully a little harmless ghost comes out and through the magic of holographic and projection technology the ghost flies around the room everyone goes ooh and ah it's so cool but totally safe 
And then the team member goes to press the button that would return the ghost back to the containment unit. But they press the button and nothing happens. Like, what the heck? This isn't normally the case. Normally you press the button, ghost disappears. So they press the button again. Again, nothing happens. Kind of awkward, but still still nothing to worry about. And then they just start tapping at it. They go tap, 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 which causes the control panel to spark and short circuit. But that's it. That's okay. The ghost is still flying around. And then the museum worker is like, <laughs> it's fine, nothing to worry about. But then you hear this rumbling sound. And all of a sudden, the containment unit explodes, sending all of the ghosts trapped inside, flying out into the room. And then just as soon as they're into the room, they just fly through the walls and out into the city. And the last thing you see is this dark shadow flanked by these two dog-looking figures. Hmm, wonder where we've seen that before. And then they fly off, they're out of the room. And everything is like smoking, it's a total mess. Another worker comes in and is freaking out, like, what the heck is happening? This is so bad. And they're like, talking to this museum worker, like, what did you do? And this worker who was doing the demonstration is like, yeah, we were just doing a little demonstration. It's totally what we do, but this has never happened before. Turns out this part of your tour was supposed to be canceled for the day as the containment unit was down for maintenance. There was a sticky note that explained it, but it had fallen to the floor and this museum worker just didn't see it. So they really weren't supposed to do this demonstration, but it happened anyways. And uh, yeah, this is what happens when you don't, when you don't put notes in obvious locations. So now what do we do? The Ghostbusters is decommissioned. There's all these ghosts flying around. Like, what the heck? How are we supposed to deal with this? Turns out there's actually this training facility that's located conveniently in the next room. Um, and there's some emergency equipment on hand just in case a situation like this ever happened to arise. It's always good to be prepared. Um, but then there's a problem. Where are we going to get a whole team of Ghostbusters? Like, this isn't just one ghost. It's every ghost ever that the team has ever captured. Well, turns out there's a convenient team of Ghostbusters right here. It's you, all the guests. So your museum worker guy kind of asks, what do you say, folks? And then ideally the crowd would be excited and be like, yeah, we're going to go bust some ghosts. And then the Ghostbusters theme plays as you're ushered into the next room. So now you're into the training facility. Here, there's a couple TV screens and... Okay, I know they're kind of old, but I would like to get some of the original cast for this to do like a quick little training video. I think it'd be so fun to bring them back. But basically you are told that you are about to board a newly developed, but never before used vehicle called an ectopod. Now let's pause right here. So probably explain exactly what type of roller coaster I'm going with here. So basically I'm doing a variation of a Mac extreme spinning coaster. So if you guys are familiar with Time Traveler from Silver Dollar City, it's like that. So your ride okay. vehicles are kind of circular and you're seated like back to back. They kind of they kind of look like circles and they spin. So that's the vehicle you're about to board and they're made to look like um, they're modified to kind of look like the Ectomobile. 
So anyways, you're explained that, it, ugh, sorry, it is explained to you that that is what you're about to board. And the ectopod is fitted with um, a proton pack built right into your vehicle and attached to your ride restraint is a little blaster that you can use. And that is what you're going to do to go out into the city and bust some ghosts. So, um, and then just while you're waiting to go into the next part, there's a few little spots where you can test out the guns. Just, it's a training facility, so you can just kind of experiment before you actually get onto the ride. So anyways, you proceed into this little garage looking room. You board your ectopod vehicles and your ghost busting adventure officially begins. So you leave this garage and at the start of the ride, it's pretty much just kind of like a regular dark ride. It's flat and you're kind of going through a New York City alleyway and your seats are kind of turned to the side. So you're kind of looking either to the left or the right of the track, depending on which side of the vehicle you sit down in. And at this point in the ride, you encounter a few small but relatively harmless ghosts, like, you know, some level one basic stuff. And there's an audio voiceover that guides you through what to do. And you just kind of blast a few ghosts. It's kind of like just a glorified version of a Sally Dark ride, I guess. Um, so the ghosts disappear when you blast them. And every time you hit a ghost, your vehicle kind of vibrates and makes a sound to indicate that they have been put into your proton pack. So then you turn a corner where you encounter Slimer, the green, boogery looking ghost, pilfering through some garbage. Your vehicle stops and you're kind of given an opportunity to blast him, but it doesn't seem to be working. But then after a few seconds, Slimer stops. He takes notice of your vehicle and then charges right at you. He just flies right towards your vehicle and you don't, he kind of disappears. You don't know where he went, but as it turns out, he's actually entered your ectopod vehicle and has taken possession of it. Is that right? He possesses it. He possesses it. He's in your vehicle. He's controlling it. <laughs> so then your vehicle's on the lock, kind of allowing for the free spinning. So like I said, for this point, you're kind of made to face certain sides. Now you're just kind of able to free spin. And at this point, the coaster starts to launch forwards and you're launching, you're going. It's fast, you're spinning. You don't know which way you're going. And after this launch, you go into an Emblemon inversion and you just begin this fast-paced section of the ride. And your voiceover guy tells you not to panic, but to blast all the ghosts you can. So you proceed through a section that contains overbank turns, helixes, a vertical loop, a few twists, and all throughout this portion, ghosts appear on all sides of your track. And your challenge is, like before, to blast them, but of course you're traveling at high speeds, you're going through inversions, so it might be difficult, but it's a fun challenge. And of course, if you don't do it, these ghosts are just gonna continue causing chaos. So you just gotta try your best. Um, so you go through that whole section, and then you arrive at this mid-course brake run. And you kind of see Slimer leave your vehicle and fly away, and you know something's up, something's not right. This ghost is piecing out, you know something is wrong here. You kind of crawl along this portion, and you see these 
dog creatures on either side of the track. Yes, these are the dog things. I don't know if they have a name, but they're the dog things from the first movie. They snarl at you as you make your way along and you approach Gozer, who is back. And she tells you to pick your fate or, you know, whatever she says. Um, and the voiceover from before comes on and tells you, okay, guys, don't worry. Just clear your mind. That's how you can defeat Gozer. And then within a few seconds, Gozer's like, your fate has been chosen. And in the style of Star Tours, a picture appears just showing a randomly selected guest who has thought of the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. They did not clear their mind. So everyone who's on the coaster can just be mad at this person because now there's a giant marshmallow person thing coming for them. So at this point, Gozer disappears and a distant rumbling is heard. So you continue along and Slimer just comes back to your vehicle. He flags back and repossesses your vehicle as it proceeds through a very slow Heartline roll. So this is a very slow inversion that leaves you hanging upside down. And this kind of gives you an opportunity to blast some ghosts while you're just just hanging there. Um, upon exiting that twist, you enter a second launch that takes you through another small section of twists and helixes. Um, there's ghosts on all side again, kind of like before. And the voiceover tells you that you need to find that Marshmallow Man. And like I said, you're kind of going through these twists and you hear this distant rumbling. You don't really see the Marshmallow Man yet, but you're trying to go through the city and find him. Eventually, your train reaches an office building, which you enter. And on one side, you just see a bunch of ghosts making a mess of this office. But on the other, there are these screens, which are made to represent windows. And outside, you can see the Marshmallow Man is walking through the city, destroying everything, and just making his way towards this building that you're in. Now, once he kind of gets to the building, you can see him swing and try to punch at it. And when he hits it, this huge vibration is felt and the track drops. You drop down to the bottom of this building through a drop track part. <laughs> so once you're at the bottom, you launch out where you are confronted by this huge animatronic of the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. You're twisting all around his legs, just trying to avoid him, but also trying to blast him. But obviously your blasters are powerless. Um, against this huge monstrosity. But then suddenly, when all hope seems to be lost, Slimer re-emerges from your ectopod and just flies straight into the Marshmallow Man. This just causes him to crisp up and toast up and combust. It looks like Slimer has sacrificed mm. himself for the greater good. You were able to get away and you're kind of in a state of safety. So after all that chaos, you make your way back to the Ghostbusters HQ. And here you are informed that you have saved the city from the biggest ghost incident in decades. You are all named honorary Ghostbusters and your scores are revealed um, in the Ghostbusters Hall of Fame. And before reaching the unload station, you can see Smiler off to the side, gobbling up a big pile of marshmallows. And that's the ride. <laughs> Thank that you. That was a fantastic concept. Thank you, Parker. 
Now we're going to move on to Jordan. Jordan, please pitch to the audience your idea for a roller coaster based on Ghostbusters. So before I begin, when I was thinking of a name for this roller coaster, I thought of um, Race Through New York, but then I remembered that is a ride. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I was like... Yeah. Also spooky. I was like, wait. <laughs> so it's gonna, it's um, it's um, Ghostbusters, and then subtitled Chase through New York. So um, Jimmy Fallon won't. So Jimmy uh... Fallon won't like hit me. <laughs> 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 Whatever that man does, I don't know. Um, so yeah, so when you start out, it is going to be as if you are arriving in New York City. You know, you're you're a fun little tourist um so you're gonna go through several like new york travel things like the subway i promise it's not gonna be as dirty as the actual new york subway (laughs) um um, i thought it would also be fun and a little bit of a challenge if like a nathan's hot dog stand was in the queue Mm. (laughs) you know if you're brave enough (laughs) um but no but yeah so um you go through the queue, you get all ready, and you're going to go on a, a double-decker bus tour of New York City. You know, as, as like a, it's a New York rite of passage. I'm from New York, not from the city, but it's a, it's a rite of passage when you first visit. So um, you're going to get on your ride vehicle, which I know it's not possible to probably have a double-decker roller coaster, but... You know, it's called Ultimate Imagineer for a reason, so we're just going to pretend like you can. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so it's going to start out, in gen- it's going to be like a gentle tour through New York. You're just going to, you're going to see all, some of the sights of New York, like Statue of Liberty and Times Square and Brooklyn Bridge. And I know all those things are all over the city, but again, just hear me out. Um, and then you're going to drive by the New York Public Library. And people are going to be running out of the library screaming, this is all going to be like, like a projection. Um, so people are going to be running out and screaming, and it's like, what's going on? Like, and all of a sudden, something flies at your double-decker bus roller coaster ride vehicle. And it is, and all of a sudden you get shaken around, and your ride vehicle gets possessed by a ghost um and this ghost is not is an original ghost that i came up with because i thought it would be cute and that means more merchandise (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so this ghost i lovingly named speeder um and speeder is going to launch you right into a roller coaster territory through the streets of manhattan and you're going to be twisting and turning and and going up and down hills and plowing through people and buildings and you're gonna hear as you pass people and buildings people obviously calling for the ghostbusters um so when so all of a sudden you keep going and then you halt not in like a halt that'll like break your neck but it's a halt and um your vehicle is turned 180 degrees and then you see the Ghostbusters in 
Princess Leia Rogue One um, hologram fashion because <laughs> <laughs> they're old now, um, but that's okay. Um, and they're gonna, you know, they're gonna they're gonna try to get the um, they're gonna try to get the ghost out of your double decker bus, and so the as they pull out their proton packs and they and they blast you, and it's gonna shake the ride vehicle around, tremble it. Um, and then the ride is going to launch backwards. Now, as you are trying to be separated from the ghost that is possessing your ride vehicle, and you're going to go through another series of twists, you're going to go through a backwards loop, which is very fun and exciting. And as you hit, and as you hit the edge of the city and you get by the Hudson River you think you're probably gonna fall into the Hudson River all of a sudden boom you're in a brand new you're in a brand new weird place you actually have ended up inside the proton packs and you see all the different ghosts like fly by you like Slimer and the Marshmallow <laughs> Man and all of these ghosts are flying by you and it's all weird, like, psychedelic colors as you're being, like, just in turn and pulled. And then you think, you're not gonna make it. We're not gonna make it. We're not gonna make it. And boom, it goes dark. And you end up back in HQ. <laughs> you end up at Ghostbusters HQ. Um, and, you know, the whole place is covered in rubble because you crash through the building and um good old rick moranis um helps you try to dig out of the rubble and then you exit your double decker bus into the ghostbusters gift shop where you can find plenty of things including um dan Aykroyd's vodka that he likes to peddle <laughs> um because that'll probably be the only way <laughs> that you could get him to use his likeness <laughs> <laughs> and there we are that, that is Ghostbusters <laughs> chase through New York <laughs> oh my gosh that was a hilarious concept thank you so much George <clears throat> And now we are heading to our final Imagineer, Lauren. Lauren, please pitch to the audience your concept for a roller coaster. All right. I am also going to start out with the name of this ride. Uh, and I had a couple different names and ended up coming up one, coming up with one actually just in this last couple of moments as I was just like apparently drifting off somewhere. <laughs> and my ride the name is Ghostbusters Geist Heist. So, yes, I know. So we're going to start with the queue line and let me set the scene here. This is a all indoor roller coaster. It's a huge, massive building all set indoors and you're going to see why. So we're going to start with the queue line. So you're coming up underneath the big sign where the entrance is the Ghostbusters versus the iconic ghosts with the title 
Ghostbusters Geist Heist. Can you see it? Okay, <laughs> cool. All right. I got a picture in my head. So your <laughs> good. <laughs> so your cue line. It's a dark setting that leads to, of course, the famous firehouse headquarters. So all of the ride assistants are dressed in the typical jumpsuit uniform with uh, ready-to-use ecto, the ecto packs, um, but they're, you know, not so ready yet to charge into battle, right? So all your ride assistants are there, ready to help you out. And with the help of projections and holographic technology, we have Venkman and the gang come up to a briefing to tell you about the ghost situation that's going on in New York, right? So you are given a briefing, but they tell you about this new invention that they made, where in the next room, there's a sensor in the door that can detect whether there are ghosts in the area when passed through the said door. So no big deal. The ride assistants are gonna lead you into the next briefing room, right? Well, as you go into that room, Anyone who's in the party and which is going to be on the roller coaster, which is probably about six or seven people, the sensor goes off, indicating that there is a ghost among them. Here's the plot twist of the ride, though. You are the ghosts. You are all being possessed by ghosts infiltrating the Ghostbusters headquarters. So they set up a lockdown. And you guys are all then led into the cars, into the coaster cars, which, you know, they're not going to be anything special. They're <laughs> going to be kind of cutesy. There's going to be two sets of cars. So you're going to get one car set that's going to be Slimer. The other set's going to be the Marshmallow Man. Can't get any more classic than that. So you are put into your your coaster cars. And you are led into, the, like I said, you guys are led into the next room. All confirmed that you are ghosts. And you guys are there to infiltrate and try and defeat the Ghostbusters. So the ride starts. And you hear all the Ghostbusters getting ready to capture you with their equipment. They're all getting set up. You just hear yelling and there's chaos happening because all the ghosts have come out now that they know that the plan is set in motion. And you get shot out immediately out of the roller coaster. It's an immediate start. Nothing that's going to, again, break your neck, but just kind of that get ready to go. It's right out of the gate. And you're immediately starting to veer left and you're veering right because there are structures jutting out from the building that look like the end of the ectoplasm pack. So they're kind of electric. And so you see them as they start to light up as if they're trying to capture you. But you guys miss them, veering left, veering right, you're going up, you're going down. Typical roller coaster things. And of course, in the environment as well, there's ghosts flying around. You see some of the more iconic ones come about. You see, you know, uh, the Keymaster and Zool and uh, Vigo or Vigo. I don't remember exactly how that's pronounced. Um, but all of those big, iconic ghosts. And every now and then you're hearing the Ghostbusters say things that, you know, you know, New York's under attack. We had an infiltration in the Ghostbusters headquarters and we are determined to fight them. We are determined to save everybody. And 
you keep going about the coaster and there's again typical flashing lights but at one point you reach a peak and marshmallow man is there and it looks like he's actually going to hit your guys's coaster cars but just in time you stop to go backwards so you're now going backwards on the track and your cars can move in motion when needed so of course the cars eventually move back forward that way you're not you know completely going backwards and having a terrifying time not seeing what's in front of you and right at the very height after you get blasted left and up and down and you're getting all dizzy here at this point you're at the top climax of the roller coaster you reach the highest point in the building and you pause for a moment and i got this from an iconic scene that i can remember for some reason there was a bathtub with pink slime that someone gets sucked into it if i recall i my memory could be really bad folks but you are at the top of the peak and you see pink lights everywhere and you think you're getting sucked down into said bathtub but the coaster is now going in a spiral downwards only to find out that you are actually now being captured by the ghostbusters you have been caught the, you, you as the ghosts have been captured it is the end of the ride for you you are saved by the ghostbusters and through your fun thrilling roller coaster ride you exit out of your coaster and you walk into a new room and find Venkman and the gang apologizing for the breach in the headquarters and that everybody has been saved and of course as you exit the building you get the iconic ghostbusters thing That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that concept. So, now before we go, I have to say those all three concepts were phenomenal. Absolutely, absolutely amazing. I genuinely <laughs> have no idea which one of you is going to be, is going to become this year's ultimate Imagineer. Um, Obviously, I don't get a vote or anything. But in that, I'm just all three of those concepts were so unique and different and creative, and I love them all. I would ride any single one of them. So, audience, this is going to be a tough call for you. But we are leaving it up to you, the listeners. You have the power to make your favorite Imagineer this year the ultimate Imagineer. How do you do that? Head to the Dyslexic Twitter page, at Scott021, and vote in the poll that is at the bottom of my pinned tweet, or use the SurveyMonkey link in the bio of my Instagram, Dyslexic96, to vote as well. Make sure your voice is heard, and you get to crown this year's ultimate Imagineer, and you get to give them that $50 Disney gift card. Good luck to all three Imagineers. But before we go, let's find out where you can Well, you can find me on YouTube on a little channel I own 
called Adventures with Parker. It is all about theme park, travel, local, and outdoor adventures. And you can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at ADVParker. Amazing. Thank you for sharing. You can find Jordan, me Jordan, where Instagram can people find you? At Jordo, with an O-T-K. And you will also find wonderful pictures of my dog. So cute. <laughs> Happy Labor Day to Pepper. Um, <laughs> and then Lauren, where can people find you? I do think we have had some small technical issues. Probably those dang ghosts that you guys kept talking about. But for Lauren, I know you guys can follow her on Instagram at littlemergirl. Not little, but lil. L-I-L-M-E-R-G-I-R-L. Littlemergirl. And on Twitter at littlemergirl5. Now, with all that being said, thank you all once again for joining us for season two of Old Imagineer. Don't forget to vote. Remember, you can vote on Twitter at, at Scott021. Go to my pinned tweet after you've listened to the episode, obviously, and go vote in the poll. Or go to my Instagram, dyslexic96, and vote using the SurveyMonkey link in my bio. We will see you all next week where I announce the winner of the podcast and on my social media. One of you three is going to become this year's ultimate Imagineer. I am so excited for you guys. I cannot wait to find out who it is. But after we find out the winner of this year's competition, head back the next week for the beginning of season three of Dyslexic. With all that being said, bye, bye everybody.